The world's small island developing states are frontline zones, where in concentrated form many of the main problems of environment and development are unfolding. For thousands of years, sustainable development for island nations was a way of life. Tradition, legend, and experience created a living balance between man and nature. With the arrival of foreigners, life for the islanders changed dramatically. Development, exploitation, disease and sometimes war left the indigenous inhabitants struggling to retain their basic human rights. Now, in the time of globalization, islands are trying to retain their identity while at the same time playing a key role in today's world. However, failing infrastructures, limited economic opportunities, reduced natural resources, and westernized culture have made it impossible to return to their traditional island lifestyle. These developing nations must now compete in a technological global market with less opportunities than are afforded to larger nations. Small Islands Voice started in early 2002 from as far as St. Kitts and Nevis in the Caribbean, from the seashells in the Indian Ocean, and from the Republic of Palau in the Pacific. Small Islands Voice is all about people in small islands, exchanging their views on environment and development issues, working together to solve their problems, taking part in the Small Island Developing States Program of Action. In 1994, small island developing states from around the world met in Barbados to discuss their common problems and to propose ways to solve these problems. The resulting program of action addresses issues such as climate change, loss of natural resources, energy needs, and impacts of tourism. Ten years further on, the island's progress in addressing these various issues is being assessed. On November 18, 2002, representatives from around the globe gathered in the island nation of the Republic of Palau for a week-long conference to exchange ideas on sustainable growth, the preservation of culture, and the right to exist as indigenous people. The indigenous people of the islands once again seek balance with their world, but now a balance between nature and tourism, between economic growth and cultural preservation, a balance between global participation and global assimilation. Small islands are, by their nature, limited in size and relatively isolated. Bekwe, St. Vincent and the Grenadines. Mother Territory, St. Vincent. Location, 13 degrees north. 61 degrees west. Whatever that means. I think Captain Cook himself would have had problems trying to find us. But we're there. Our population in general is about 110, 115,000. 
in general. On Bekwe, which is just a seven square mile island, we are just over 5,000. From north to south, the distance is as great as it is from London, England to Naples, Italy. It's two million square kilometers of the Pacific Ocean. We have a population of just under 13,000 total, with approximately 60% of the population living in the capital of Rarotonga and the balance in the outer islands. <laughs> when visitors come to our island, we will take them out and see our water caves, which we call in our own language as Marae. That's where our ancestors used to live before. Small islands are also particularly vulnerable to natural disasters and global economic events, making the problems they confront especially challenging. For the soul of a nation's society to be enriched, we must first understand who we are. Bekwe is a small island of seven square miles with five village settlements, where people gather around the coastal regions because Fishing is a mainstay. Our soil and rainfall does not support very much agriculture. We survived on subsistence farming and fishing. With tourism, as you can see the many yachts in our bay. We do have some issues that needs to be addressed. Competing uses of resources. It's one of the issues, the tourist pressure on both snorkelers, divers, also sports fishing. Not mentioning the subsistence extraction of marine resources by locals and foreigners. As it's always the case in, in small islands, uh, the, the environmentalists, you can say, are under very uh, big pressure in terms of balancing the two. Uh, economic development and uh, environmental conservation. And this is no exception in, in Seychelles. The, the government itself has uh, made it a high priority to, uh, to aim towards sustainable development in terms of providing the people with a good standard of living as well as uh, leading by example in terms of environmental management and conservation. The main uses are for mangroves that we have are um, for building, we use the wood for building, and also the nipa palm species we use for our roofing materials, as it lasts a lot longer than coconut. And also there are many species in the mangroves that we use for medicine. Small Islands Voice is also about people from small islands exchanging their varied experiences. For instance, about how to conserve their natural resources. There is something in UNESCO called the World Heritage Site Program and I think that it is time for consideration to be given to the Rock Islands being declared a World Heritage Site. At the moment uh, we don't want to uh, do that yet. Uh, we still want to control our own resources with our traditional uh, way. Then after that, then we might consider both uh, uh, the World Heritage and maybe Ramsar uh, Convention. Uh, you shouldn't feel threatened in any way uh, in terms of uh, the World Heritage uh, status. You, you are free to put 
or whatever management uh, measures you want, you, you, you do your own management plans, you're in full control of whatever goes on, uh, whatever policy you want to make in terms of the, the site itself. And uh, basically you should see it as a, a major um, springboard to even more tourism. In small nations like the Republic of Palau, the building of a road alone can have major economic, social, and environmental impacts. We're now into our, going into our third year of construction on the Palau Compact Road Project, uh, which is 85 kilometers long, 53 miles, and is a circular route uh, circling the island, the large island of Babeldaob here in Palau, Palau's largest island. We face, certainly face environmental challenges on the project um, with Palau's heavy rainfall and their very erosional clay soils. Uh, the focus is on controlling erosion and sedimentation, uh, especially along our drainages or streams, which uh, the road virtually crosses about every, every watershed almost every stream on island. And then about 50% of that will be cut through virgin, mostly forest and savanna areas, and that's mostly on the eastern, eastern side of Babelnau. Some of the additional impacts associated with the road are, like you see here, concrete batching plants, uh, several of which have been constructed across the island. Uh, quarries, which would supply rock material to the road. Uh, crusher plants to process that material. So we're looking at a continuing two to three year uh, project completion date at this point. Discussions and the sharing of experiences can offer important concerns and fresh ideas. The road when it was first uh, started to be negotiated into the compact um, was there everybody wanted a road because they wanted better um, uh, access or more access to come to their villages. To start with, I think I'm fairly impressed with the um, the massive undertaking of constructing over 52 miles of road. Question that comes to mind right away is, with a small island state with you know, 20,000 people, that's a massive capital undertaking. Where is the funding for such a three major projects coming from? I would like to. To ask. The ongoing phase is 23 million, phase 3 is uh, roughly 13 million dollars. Uh, second, second phase is a grant, uh, is a soft loan from the government of uh, China, Taiwan. After seeing, especially after seeing it, just reinforces my viewpoint that I think the, the road is over elaborate for the basic needs. Um, we have a similar issue in the Cook Islands on the island of Atu. Um, we're basically in our outer we don't have tar seal roads. They're coral and, and gravel because they're easy for the island to maintain. You could use manpower to maintain. It doesn't require heavy equipment. Tar sealing develops potholes. It's a more costly road to maintain. The number of foreigners that are involved on this project, the fact that they are foreigners, one thing is uh, they, they are benefiting economically in ways which local people could have benefited. But more importantly, the fact that they are foreigners, they don't have that attachment to the, this place and yet they are in majority, they are in the majority of the project and so for me that's sad. This is a lesson learned particularly in this project throughout the EIS uh, process 
in the very early drafting in the second drafting I must have been like only one of the less than 10 community person in the room so this is where hopefully groups like small island voice can try to empower the people now we're moving we choose to move forward so therefore let's act let's let's say this is where we need the help of saying to every youth it's okay to come join the community yeah participate and so therefore you know you don't feel so bad and feel that you failed when it was time to uh, to plan on things like this. Small Islands Voice seeks to overcome the isolation of small islands, strengthening local, regional, and interregional communication by obtaining islanders' views at the local level through meetings, opinion surveys, talk shows, and other activities, and finding ways to gain the support of all forms of media, radio, television, print, and internet. I think it's also our responsibility also when we produce the information to see like who are going to read this like for example I, the way when we write I tell my writers I say, you write to like an 8th grade level of English reader you don't write for college students or you don't write for you know college graduates you write for uh, like elementary school like if uh, elementary school level in Palau. I think in a society as you know as such as Palau, you would have to come out in the print media uh, with pictures. Okay, if people aren't reading, then you need to find a way of capturing that attention. So radio is very effective. We reach the people in a tarot patch. We reach the people driving a car. You know, television is very limited. You only can watch it when you're at home. You see. I would want to see a commercial made from the uh, people my age. So I, I'd be more into that commercial. Like, I, oh, he's he's my age or she's my age, and wow, what are they saying? Something like that. Media is very expensive. And we're finding ourselves competing with, with major corporations that are, that are bringing in uh, all the things that people want to see. And it's drowning out the voices of, of the local people. I'd like to suggest to the SIV coordinators on the ground that you use this opportunity, perhaps, to develop a comic strip using your native language to promote UNESCO's message, SIV's message national issues, burning issues, but I hope you use it wisely. Small islands can contribute to and benefit from the information age, which may provide a means to battle environmental degradation and growing poverty at home. Small Islands Voice also encourages young islanders to participate in local issues through the use of new technology. Debating these views regionally and then globally through internet-based discussions. The youth are seriously influenced not only by drugs but by the invasion of foreign cultures to, in our various environments. The 24 hours television that we are now receiving, we see the impact on the, the boys' attitudes 
the girls' change of lifestyle, the change of the wear, the dress the wear, the things they want to do. We've got, I think, 35 channels broadcasting to every remote corner of Palau, and they're bringing messages. They're bringing messages of, of Western culture. They're bringing uh, messages of how we should live our life, of what we should buy, and they're creating needs and desires that really don't fit into the social structure here. So it's not just, the, as was said, the parents and not taking control of the young men, but the impact of other cultures on our young minds. There seems to be an attraction to this idleness among our young men. One, and our parenting situation is leaving a lot to be desired. What, what can a 14-year-old teach their child? You can only teach them as much as you know from 5 to 14. And so you have this vicious cycle. There's this philosophy or culture in the region that boys will take care of themselves. And then they are, we are noticing now that they're falling through the cracks. And don't you think that that's, why a reason, that's the reason that the youth leaves the school? Or maybe they are not treated properly or they have not the, the facilities enough. So they have to leave the, the school or anything like that? There is a division for technical and vocational. There's a technical and vocational division where it takes like, those who are not that academically inclined and teach them a skill like construction, woodwork. Yeah, so that's what they've been doing with that. HIV and AIDS is another serious problem that is a distraction for our young people. In Seychelles, we are making a lot of forum with the HIV AIDS because sometimes the youth they don't understand. I know they understand, but they don't want to put it in their mind that this is a main problem all over the world. Our young men are also of the feeling that at the attainment of, let's say, age 13, 14, it is a big thing now to be involved with a girl or several girls. And it is not that the girls are not involved or some of our girls are not involved in the areas of prostitution because that too is creeping into our society where the young men, the older men, are paying these girls so that they can buy shoes for school and books for school and bags for school and clothes to go to the discotheque. And we want you to understand that wherever you go, whatever you do, God is with you. That if, you, if you're going to win or lose, it's either you have tried, that's the best. We do a lot of community training and participation involving community in all aspects of uh, our biosphere reserve. We, all these activities that I uh, am naming here, we still continue uh, with them. We do community workshops, outreach program, education materials, awareness campaigns, courses. We work a lot with teachers also, uh, partnership programs. We have a and hotel green management um, a plan and we work with uh, something called the environmental stars where we create awareness uh, in the hotel uh, industry. Finally, Small Islands Voice identifies the key issues that emerge from these debates and channels them back to the local level for on-the-ground action. 
The goal of this initiative is that the voice of the general public in small islands is heard loud and clear, and that this voice becomes a driving force for island development. While this is a long-term vision, it is hoped that Small Islands Voice can make a significant contribution, which can help pave the way towards sustainable island development. We people from small islands, it is time that we start uh, believing that uh, we can do something for ourselves and uh, we, we must uh, create that bond uh, within, uh, with ourselves, amongst ourselves, uh, because we have uh, lots of similarities. The exposure to the various cultures, the differences, the opinions of people around the various, from the various territories has really made quite of a difference. It would impact seriously on what I'm going to do from here on when I return to St. Vincent. I think we all have a say in everything. Like, sometimes they try to push the youth apart, but no. I can tell you something that us, like me and my youth, us, the youth, I think we have a say in everything. It is important that as many of us islanders uh, do understand what Small Island Voice is all about and uh, we get together. It is a good thing that we have the, the internet uh, fora, both the youth forum as well as the national fora. Small Island Voices is one of the greatest opportunities that I have seen within recent times for young people to get involved in airing or voicing issues that are affecting them for bringing to the forefront, to national leaders, to international fora, the things that are affecting them. And that, that in itself can be a unified voice to make for effective change in society. And for the youth I can say, please, there's a lot of, of opportunity for you guys. Don't run your life and don't run into your life. Just take it one, one day at a time, because there's a lot of chance for you out there. Say, say it and use the media. Small Islands Voice is all about people in small islands, exchanging their views on environment and development issues, working together to solve their problems, taking part in the Small Island Developing States Program of Action. Many islands are now actively involved in Small Islands Voice through global internet-based discussions and specific locally-based activities. For more information on Small Islands Voice, visit our website at www.smallislandsvoice.org. Join Small Islands Voice and help make a difference. Last night, Mother Earth came to talk to me. She was crying. She said, Help me, please, I'm dying. But I thought, I'm just a man. What could I do? She took time out and showed me everything that's happening. Take a look at all the pain and suffering. And I just couldn't neglect them, had to show them the youth. Yo, as I looked in the eyes, saw the world through a different light, which the leaders would see and all pose a different fight. Cause the tanks and bombs, they only shorten the time Sometimes I wonder if they losing their minds As I see it, they quest for only money and power Yet people die by the hour, see them wither like flowers They die from hunger, the water for miles And the suffering and pains only dong they smile Polluting the seas, removing the trees How will we eat? Now how will we breathe? How will we live? Uh, without this world here, tell me where will we be? And I'm 
talking to you, mom, she talking to me. Last me. night, Mother Earth came to talk to me. She was crying. She said, Help me, please, I'm dying. But I thought, I'm just a man. What could I do? She took time out and showed me everything that's happening. Take a look at all the pain and suffering. And I just couldn't neglect them, had to uh, show them to you. Now I've accepted the challenge to help mine through her pains. And I'm challenging everyone to do the same. Cause even though it's not an easy task, the more we pull together, more strength can mass, the more you. Keep thinking of what you can do The further we progress, the more we make it through But if we keep trying to ignore her cries of death Then the more we constructing our downward steps And the strength can't forever last Confusion, pollution, corruption She predicted destruction But if we all take time to think This world could be extinct In fact, we on the brink